0: What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Eagles post game recap. I'm Alex Miller, joined always by Travis Brown. I am not in Baton Rouge, but Ta- Travis is. He's at Tiger Stadium there, Death Valley, uh, after A&M's 42 to 30 loss to the LSU Tigers today. Travis a had LSU on the ropes there in the second half, and then Jaden Daniels kind of just showed why he's uh, you know one of the short list uh, Heisman contenders. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, we got to start off thinking uh, Alex, of course, for short notice hosting because uh, they closed the press con- the box here pretty quickly at LSU. So Cease is finishing his column. We're getting everything. We're multitasking, just like, you know. A, like like Am athletic director Ross Bjork has had to do the last couple of games but so we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that a little bit later yeah here it was kind of the the the, the tale of two Jalen Daniels you know a guy who came into this game as one of the Heisman favorites and uh a m did everything they could to, to shut him down in the first he only had 52 passing yards in the first half um and a lot of that was because am just decided hey if if we hold on to the ball, Their offense isn't going to be on the field. They had a drive that was 17 plays, went uh, a full nine minutes that ended in a a touchdown. They had four drives that were four minutes or greater. Um, A lot of drives that took up a lot of plays. That ball possession scheme worked really well in the first half, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a major league pitcher who has a no hitter going into the seventh or eighth where everything is cruising everything is rolling everything is going to plan and then am had that missed field goal from 31 yards and then the jalen henderson interception that kind of just made things spiral it was that it was really the two mistakes they made the whole game up to that point but it just it was enough to shift the momentum everything kind of tumbled after that they weren't able to get the same pressure or run fits on uh jalen daniels and and then he was able to throw the ball around a a little bit more they had a string of 21 unanswered points there uh through the middle of the game and uh so jalen daniels proved who he was ultimately i think it was 130 something yards passing in just in the fourth quarter alone so um he, he is that guy. There's every reason why he should be a Heisman finalist. And uh he proved that in the fourth quarter of this game.
0: Yeah, you know, it seemed like Henderson gave it his all. I mean, he was making good throws. A&M had a pretty good offensive game plan, I thought. You know, they were making manageable throws, things over the middle. Uh, and credit to A&M's receivers, you know, they caught the ball and ran with it. I mean, their yards after catch was uh probably more than it's been most of the season. And then, you know, Le'Veon Moss had some hard runs. I know Ruben Owens only ended up with 21, but he had a couple of good carries. But, you know, it was the same old, same old that kind of did a in, right? I mean, they couldn't contest one-on-one passes on defense. LSU had three touchdowns on fade routes to the end zone. And then a, a, a special teams blunder yet again that just, you know, really turns momentum in the second half when it, really feels like a m is is about to just take hold of a game and and possibly uh have have things on the ropes like i said earlier but just just couldn't couldn't get it done and i mean that's just kind of been the theme of this a m team this year especially when they're on the road
1: yeah that's what Brian Kelly said after the game he said it was a, a game where they put a lot of pressure on early and then later in the game a m decided to drop eight to try to play a little bit more safely. And that little bit of extra time actually allowed them to get some one-on-one matchups, uh, up front, which opened up the running game. And then once the running game kind of opened back up, it opened up the passing game again. And, and a shifting their, their defensive strategy there a little bit kind of cost them, uh, at least according to what Brian Kelly saw out there. So, um, yeah, but then you mentioned too, that it was a really good offensive, Game plan for, for that one that even included putting Mark Nabu Nabu, uh, offensive lineman in at fullback, and he got a rushing touchdown, which was something. I mean, we we certainly haven't seen since. Uh, I believe was it Dalen Mack that they would put back there at fullback a little bit about four three years ago.
0: Yeah, they used him. It was sparingly, but they did use him a time or two.
1: And that jumbo set. So yeah, that was a quite, in, you know, it was one that we're all, they, they kind of when the team and you're in the press box team gets on the one, you, you kind of think, okay, well, it's about to be touched. You might start typing out your tweet or, you know, looking to do something else. Uh, and then you see they score like, okay. And then you look over the, 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 the pile and the guy getting off of it is his number is 54 and he's massive. And you're like, wait, 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 what just happened? And you have to go back and watch the replay. And it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, so, um, yeah, but First half, good good game plan. They they only had one three and out. It was a pivotal one right after they scored off the interception. LSU scored off the interception. They kick it off and A and M gets a quick three and out there, which leads to another LSU score. It was the last score of that twenty one nothing run um, that that LSU put up. But man, it was a it, it was a good game plan. They played hard. They played like they were having fun and loose. They they played like. They didn't really have anything to lose because frankly they didn't. And that's no. evident too in the amount of of fourth downs they went for and fourth downs they converted. Um they they all they ended the game. Um, let's see, it was I believe it was four for
0: five or four Three for six. Three of five six. on fourth down. And they were nine of eighteen on third down, too. They and did it should a good have been job four in the chains.
1: It should have been four of five because uh Max Wright had that wide open uh catch that just hit his hands and fell out on fourth down on the first drive of the game that probably should have resulted in points too he, he was able to get that back late in the game when he had that 51 yard catch and rumble to the end zone uh but you know it, it, it looks like a team you know Anaya smith was asked last week about did it feel like the, the pressure had been relieved a little bit from from the team after Jimbo's firing and after them winning that game at Mississippi State. He, he basically said, yeah, because we've already made a bowl game. The only thing to play for is kind of pride and to have fun. So they're going to have fun. And they, they've played like that the past two weeks. It didn't turn out into a win because they were going up against... What who a guy that could be the Heisman Trophy winner and the guy also, the a guy also who could be a Blitnikoff winner as well in Malik Neighbors, who had uh, a, a 122 yard receiving game today. So, you know, it, it I, I want to say the AM had to play a perfect game to, to win this one against that team with how they're cranking and they almost played the perfect game, but they fell just short short in the fourth quarter.
0: Well, at the end of the day, Travis, I mean, Anum was kind of playing with house money today. A win would have been a cherry on top on kind of a sour season, but you know they were expected to lose, and and that's what happened. And they gave LSU a run for their money, but like you said, LSU was clearly the better team. They got a Heisman Trophy finalist, and uh, it showed when push came to shove there in that fourth quarter.
1: You yeah. Know... Uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Travis. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, they're they're. They the, the, have to give a little bit of a hats off to the defenses too. Um, you know, Edren Cooper, eight tackles, uh, had two quarterback hurries, a sack, a tackle for loss. He's playing in a week where he, you know, of course, posted on social media that his uh, girlfriend died and 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 the team said, Fadil Diggs said the team rallied around him. He played um, like a like a man on purpose. Bryce Anderson also had eight tackles, had a pretty good game. They did a decent job in, in controlling uh, uh Daniels who you know there was one play that stood out the uh the long run he had I believe in the second quarter they l- looked like they had him pinned on third down and were going to bring him down he was able to escape the pocket and they had Torian York spying him who, who's great athlete has done great this year he just blew right by Torian York uh for a huge game that kept that that drive alive and he had another big 40 yard run on third down uh late in the game that kind of kept a drive alive and kept him scoring I mean he's He's the real deal. He's he's every bit as good as advertised. And and while he, they were able to control him in the first half with ball control, he he proved his worth there in the in the fourth quarter.
0: Well, and I'll tell you what, on the other side of things for LSU, you know, last year Harold Perkins was not really a factor in this game when A and M beat him pretty soundly at Kyle Field. Today he was all over the place. He led the Tigers in tackles. Uh, you know, had a couple tackles for loss. I mean, the way that he was able to affect Jalen Henderson's decision making especially in the second half it certainly seemed like it changed he definitely played like the kind of guy that LSU wants him to be and I I thought that that was a huge difference there in the second half the way that Perkins was able to apply pressure
1: yeah Perkins nine tackles uh he had a a share of a sack uh one and a half tackles for loss and a quarterback hurry. The interesting thing, and one of the things that you can look at with the the switch, uh what, what kind of switched on and switched off for both teams there late in the game, they actually pulled Harold Perkins off the field on a lot of third down plays early in the game for an extra DB because they were actually AM actually averaged like 6.5 yards per um conversion needed on third down. So it wasn't like they had a whole ton of third and shorts. They were having to convert some long third downs and uh, that it seemed like that just opened up, gave Jalen, Jalen Henderson, a little bit more time to, to roll out, find his guy, make the pass, make the play. They stopped subbing him late in the game and kept him on the field on third downs. And that seemed to be a little bit of a difference maker as well.
0: Well, this game's history travis and uh let's be honest everything the thing that's on every aggie's mind right now is who's going to be their next coach and uh you know uh that's that's uh, the biggest news that that we're waiting on here in the coming days
1: yeah you always wonder if there's going to be a lot of smoke coming out and around when uh there's a coaching search or a coaching possible firing during the game uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but you know, the athletic director's box is just down here up in the press box level of Tiger Stadium, and you can walk by and look in. Bill Mahomes, the uh, chairman of the Board of Regents, was in there with uh, uh Ross Bjork, and they were, I, I, Peaked as I was walking by and saw them having several in-depth conversations in the back. They were both on the field at the end of the game talking. So uh, certainly, as we would expect, things are are in the works there, and it's just a matter of do we hear it today, tomorrow, in a week? Um, he's Ross Bjork, of course, put that December fourth kind of self-imposed deadline on this because of that's that's when the um the portal opens the transfer portal opens for players wanting to get in a, a fact that LSU fans were reminding A&M's players as they were leaving the field that if you know there is a transfer portal and uh, if you want to use it to come back here to Baton Rouge you're more than welcome to is kind of the overarching theme of what was being yelled at the players as they were uh leaving the field here today but It's going to be interesting to see how this all uh, pans out uh, and and really the timing of it all, because there was a lot going on in and around Aggieland, uh, the last couple of days and a lot that has Ross Bjork, you know, between a and his son at the A&M console playoff game yesterday. And, uh, this A&M football game, the Aggie foot basketball teams in Orlando talked with, uh, Justin Moore a little bit, the associate athletic director, who's in charge of basketball as well. And, uh, talking a little bit about how he missed out on that trip to Orlando because, uh, being here in Baton Rouge. So uh, interesting to see uh, really the biggest thing beyond who it is, is going to be the timing uh, of that. When, when news starts coming in, the smoke starts really coming out about who that's going to be and when it's going to be.
0: Well, see how maybe today's games across the country might impact that here in the coming days.
1: That as well.
0: Um, That as well. Well, Hey, I think that's all the time we got. Travis and Cease have got to get out of there. Hopefully they get a little good food on their way out and that's not at Longhorn Steakhouse. But be sure to check TheEagle.com for all of our coverage from today's game between A&M and LSU. And be back next week as uh, we'll provide you more content on who maybe A&M's going to hire as their coach. We'll see you then.